Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. M. Night Shyamalan burst on the scene in 1992 with his debut film, Praying with Anger. Often writing, directing, and producing, he established himself with his early work as a talented storyteller whose technical brilliance created complex and carefully crafted films that evoked intense emotion in his audience. The Sixth Sense, in particular, was demonstrative of his astounding gifts as a filmmaker. Regrettably, Shyamalan has been unable to sustain this high quality, and his later works were pale shadows of what he accomplished early on. Unbreakable was one of his best. In Glass, Shyamalan exploits the concept of the shared universe that has become more popular since the success of Marvel Studios movies. At the conclusion of 2016's Split, it is revealed to the audience that the unbreakable characters share the same world. As a comic book movie, Glass mostly succeeds. The established tropes are honored, and I think fans of that genre will be pleased, and those who enjoyed Unbreakable will also be satisfied. More casual moviegoers seeing this one may be disappointed due in part to the heavy reliance on the previous films. Anya Taylor-Joy, James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, Spencer Treat Clark, and Charlene Woodard all reprise their roles. I missed Robin Wright, who you may recall had a supporting role as Bruce Willis's wife in Unbreakable, although there was no room for the character in this movie and she'd undoubtedly have been wasted. I spent some time pondering about how she could have been included in some way meaningful enough to justify the presence of the actress without success. As the film opens, we find Willis as David Dunn, owning a security equipment and consulting business while clandestinely engaging in a vigilante crusade assisted by his now adult son, Joseph, played by Spencer Treat Clark. Dunn is hot on the trail of a serial killer who has eluded authorities. Of course, the killer is Kevin Wendell Crumb, played by James McAvoy, who suffers from multiple personality disorder. One of his over 20 personalities is the murderous beast. The beast has kidnapped a group of cheerleaders on whom the clock is running out. Pressed to locate the girls before the beast completes his work, Dunn risks capture as he searches for any sign that might lead him to the victim's location. A chance encounter leads him to a confrontation with the beast that ends in both of them being apprehended before there is a clear outcome in their hand-to-hand -hand battle. The two are incarcerated in the same facility for the criminally insane as Dunn's benefactor-slash-adversary, Elijah Price, a.k.a. Mr. Glass, who is played by Samuel L. Jackson. This is where the first fissures begin to appear in this movie, as it moves from comic book action to... I don't know exactly what. Sarah Paulson, who you may recall from television's American Horror Story, enters as Dr. Ellie Staple. Dr. Staple's specialty is the study of those who believe they have superpowers, and she is determined to prove this belief is a psychosis that can be treated and from which Dunn, Crumb, and even Price may recover. The movie floats between suspense, mystery, and psychological thriller before ultimately returning to comic book action. But it is unnecessarily confusing, and the transition isn't handled particularly well. One would expect a filmmaker of Shyamalan's skill and experience to have addressed this more adroitly. Things slow down considerably in the second act. Yet, 
However ponderous the film becomes, it bounces back and ultimately delivers a relatively satisfying confrontation. In some ways, it was refreshing to watch a comic book movie that didn't rely on CGI effects. Glass is somewhat simplistic in that regard. Of course, it had to be having been made on what would absolutely be considered low budget in comparison to the mega effects tentpole movie blockbusters to which audiences have become accustomed with this genre. Shyamalan relies on his ability to present a compelling story with time-honored techniques of creative camera work, editing, lighting, and camera angles. And the movie certainly has twists and surprises as befits an M. Night Shyamalan film. It helps if you've seen both the previous movies, otherwise the character motivations may become confusing. But it is exceptionally well staged and all the elements carefully assembled. And the musical score by Wes Dylan Thordson accentuates the visuals. I wasn't watching the clock, but at a total runtime of 129 minutes, it seems a little long given the time it takes for everything to develop. It's rated PG-13, but it's definitely too complex a movie for children. And while it isn't gruesome, there are some vicious scenes and acts of violence. And despite the absence of profane language, nudity, or overt sexual situations, I wouldn't take kids to this one. I enjoyed it, but it was a confusing movie to quantify and I may have been influenced by others who didn't really care for it, at least in the sense that it made me take a harder look at the film. Ultimately, I'm giving it a solid two and a half stars out of four. Bottom line is, if you liked Unbreakable and Split, you should enjoy Glass. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Fantastic Forum airs from 4 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia.